welcome to episode one of George's Random Astronomical Object. This podcast is going to take a different look at astronomy. Every episode, I'm going to run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky. I'll then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates using the Simbad Astronomical Database, and then spend a few minutes talking about the object found there and what makes it so scientifically interesting to astronomers. So for people who like to listen to astronomy podcasts, this podcast may sound a little familiar, and that's because pilots for this podcast have been featured in the Jodcast at www.jodcast.net and 365 Days of Astronomy at cosmoquest.org. If you like astronomy podcasts and haven't tried either of those podcasts before, I recommend you go to those websites and check them out, or try subscribing to them using your favorite podcast app. So now, I'll run the random number generator. the generator has returned the coordinates of 11 hours, 32 minutes, 57.0 seconds right ascension, and negative 0 degrees, 32 minutes, 0 seconds declination. And this points to an object named Leo 4 in the constellation Leo. It would be very strange if Leo 4 was in a different constellation, but in any case, it's in Leo. Now, if you can't tell from my pronunciation, that 4 is actually a Roman numeral 4. Now, to make things interesting, if you go on the web and do a search on Leo Roman numeral 4, the first two things that will turn up will be Emperor Leo IV of the Byzantine Empire and Pope Leo IV. This galaxy doesn't really have anything to do with either of those Leos. In any case... Leo 4 is one of many very ultra-faint dwarf galaxies that orbit the Milky Way galaxy. Now, there are actually quite a few galaxies which orbit the Milky Way galaxy, but some of those are much brighter than Leo 4. So, for example, the large and small Magellanic clouds can be seen without a telescope if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Leo 4, on the other hand, is very faint and impossible to see, even though it's just outside our own galaxy. Beth Willman, who is currently an astronomer at the University of Arizona, wrote a great scientific review of the work that's been done just to identify these types of galaxies. In the 20th century, quite a few galaxies were identified by people literally looking at photographic plates. This is such an inefficient process that I would imagine people's eyes bleeding from the eye strain. Fortunately, these days we have modern digital astronomical images and we can use more modern computational techniques to actually find ultra-faint dwarf galaxies like Leo 4. And in fact, Leo 4 was identified in data from the Sloan Digital Sky Survey in 2007. 
Since its discovery, Leo 4 has attracted a lot of attention. Ultra-faint dwarf galaxies like this are thought to have changed very little since they first formed when the universe was very young. Leo 4 does not contain very much interstellar gas, which is the fuel for forming stars, so what few stars are present within the galaxy are extremely old. In fact, most of the stars appear to be as old as the oldest stars found in the Milky Way. Multiple generations of stars are needed to produce substantial elements heavier than hydrogen or helium. And because stars have not been forming in Leo 4, the galaxy contains very few of these heavy elements. Having said that, some evidence was found that some stars formed about 2 billion years ago, and these stars constitute about 2% of the galaxy's mass. These characteristics of Leo 4, as well as other similar ultra-faint dwarf galaxies, have been used to test hypotheses on the formation of the universe. In current models, the universe, at first, contained nothing but ionized gas. But as it expanded, the gas turned neutral and then formed stars. However, these first stars produced a lot of ultraviolet light that reionized most of the gas in the universe. And this time period is called the Epoch of Reionization. Leo 4 looks like one of the galaxies that was so small when reionization occurred that all of its gas was effectively boiled away after being ionized. Without any gas, it would no longer be able to form new stars, and so it would become the spheroid of old red stars that we can hardly see today. The final thing to say about Leo 4 is that, like many other dwarf galaxies, it appears to contain an abnormally large amount of dark matter. The stars in Leo 4 are moving too fast compared to the gravity that would be produced by those stars alone, so additional dark matter must be present to stop the galaxy from flying apart. In typical spiral galaxies, the ratio of dark matter to light matter could be around 3 to 5, but in Leo 4, it's around 1,000. So that's my quick description of Leo IV, and remember it should not be confused with either Pope Leo IV or Emperor Leo IV, although the Pope, like the Dwarf Galaxy, is very old, and it's possible that the Emperor also contains an abnormally large amount of dark matter. The location on the Earth's surface that corresponds to the position of Leo 4 in the sky is a place in the middle of the Gilbert Islands, near Korea and Aranuka Islands, in the nation of Kiribati in the Pacific Ocean. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com which you can visit to download episodes of the show as I create them. You can read information about the astronomical objects discussed on this podcast, as well as view images of those objects, and you can also send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de 
which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The other sound effects are from the Freesound project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.